Hogan! Hogan! Welcome to Monday Night Board! Uh, uh, I'm your host! Uh, Loblo is Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster! We hate your guts! And with me is Clean Jean! Hello. And Electro. Hey. I'm not doing this for the whole episode. So that's it. Bye, Taskmaster. Goodbye! I'll get you, Hogan. I'm gonna fight Savage next. So, uh, yeah, we just got done watching. Where did we leave off, Clean Jean? Monday Nitro, September 18th, 1995. A day that shall live in infamy. But probably not. Get Grandma out of the bathroom. Get Grandma out of the bathroom, says uh, Mongo McMichaels. So we start with the segment. Eric Bischoff is like, hey, there's something going on backstage. And you hear sirens. And you hear sirens backstage. They pull, they're backing up an ambulance. And out pop, oh, they were expecting Hogan. Because they, <laughs> Hogan died last time, right? Yep, and he was coming straight from the hospital on that ambulance. And no, he wasn't psych. It was the Taskmaster. And with, the giant. And the giant. Who murdered Hulk Hogan to death. Snapped his neck like a Slim Jim. Yeah. The giant said Hulk Hogan is not the one true immortal. The giant is. Mean Gene said, what would your father think? So this is official confirmation that it is canon that the giant is Andre's giant son. Yes, and not only that, he said Andre the giant would be totally into murdering Hogan too. Which... Yeah. Right by his side. Right by his side. And I expect that to be true. Even oh. though Andre the Giant was definitely very, very French. Hogan. And Paul White is very not French at all. I'm not well, then giving then you spoilers. I'm just trying to be informative. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Someone else. Yeah. Uh, years later. All right. So after that segment, we've got the first match. Uh, scheduled is the American Males. Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs against the Blue Bloods. Except. Bum bum bum! Blue Bloods music hits, and then out pops Harlan Heat beating up whoever is not Stephen Regal. Yeah. The other guy that we don't know. And we don't have an explanation for why this, they did this per se, but Harlan Heat came out and said, We're the champions, we want this match right now, and we're going to put the titles on the line. Their explanation was that the Blue Bloods shouldn't be on television. Harlem Heat should be on television because they're the tag team champions. Which they, they had not been on Nitro at this point, I don't believe. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, true. They they were on the PPV, they were not on Nitro. So okay. So they challenged the American Males to a match with the titles on the line right then and there. The American Males uh, predictably accepted and a match was had and it was quite the okay match for a tag team. The Heat, Harley, were dominant for pretty much the whole match. Oh, yeah, the ending. Colonel. Colonel Parker. Parker. Parker comes down for Sister Sherry. Uh, oh, yeah, Sister Sherry was on the ropes, about to hit one of the dudes with her shoe. Right. And then, like, yeah. distracts them, and Stevie Ray gets reversed by Bagwell, and gets pinned to lose the belts. Yeah, so, because their manager is having an affair with... Uh, Southern racist. Um, they lost the titles. Isn't he the one who used to own them? Yes. Yes. He was, he, their, first he, 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 so he was their first really, master. It's really continuing this great storyline of literal slaves. Yeah. So they lost the match, and uh, the tag team champions. 
New Tag Team Champions one the night. Day after they won the title. Yeah, and uh, was this? Uh, yeah, um, was this uh, standard or is this new? Is this... No, I think it's just part of the whole. We got a new live show and we got to make it interesting yeah. and people want to watch it because anything can happen. There's no real good precedent for this, or whether there probably were before or no. I think it was just to be a surprise. And okay. People talking. Yeah, so, absolutely. It was good. It was surprising. Also, didn't expect note, it. There was a We Want It Raw sign from the crowd. Right in the middle of the camera is like focusing on it. Is like, come on, camera, what are you doing? And the camera looks pretty good. Well, it's, it's live and they got one shot, so. Yeah. Gotta roll with it. So I believe actually I was reading uh, Wrestling Observer from this time. Oh. Shout out to Mr. Melser. Melzer? He mentioned that after this show, I believe it was this show, they started confiscating a lot of signs at Nitro. I believe it. That makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. What happened next, Mr. Clean Gene? Next up, we got Mean Gene in the ring, and he calls out Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! The Nature Boy comes out, and... He uh, cuts a promo saying Arn Anderson broke the code. Oh. It was okay to feud amongst themselves, but he brought in an outsider. When he brought in Pillman? Yep. Yes. Yeah. He brought in Brian Pillman. Flair says he's going to chop Pillman so hard tonight that Boomer Sison's going to feel it. And that's a reference no one got. Clean Except for Clean Gene, who is like a. He wrestles naked. Brian Pillman played the Cincinnati Bengals uh, football team who Boomer Sison also played. That's what that reference Yeah, that's an obscure reference. Did people at the time get this reference? Yeah, Boomer Sison was a very famous football player. Mm, do you have any interaction with wrestling or no? No. Okay. But I think the, I mean, the target audience is the same young yeah. males. Yeah, rednecks who like football and wrestling. Okay, good. Sure. Uh, Flair then said he's going to find Arn Anderson and kick his ass tonight. And the challenge was made. Next up, we got Mr. Wonderful. Woo! He comes out to his apparently new music, which the announcers paid a lot of attention to. It was good. Wonderful. Oh, that's it? You're not going to do any more with me? I thought we were going to do some acapella stuff. What you doing? Is that the entirety of the song? Yeah, pretty much, but yeah, just one more. Much, yeah. Wonderful! Uh, so Bobby Heenan loved the music, and Bischoff and Mongo hated it. Well, it's, it's you know, it's for a higher intellect, really. Mongo does play a lot with his dog. He puts peanut butter on his bowls and just has the dog sitting there most of the time. So this is why we don't get much out of Mongo. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Wonderful comes down, he's holding a pocket mirror so he can look at himself in the mirror. It's very similar to Tyler Breeze currently. Gorgeous George for old yes. schoolers. Tyler Breeze sucks though. Yeah, Gorgeous George. I don't agree with that. I, think I went to Gorgeous George's grave. Did you? Where yeah. Yeah, it's in, it's, oh no, it's in Burbank. He's buried at Valhalla Cemetery in Burbank and, uh, also of note buried there is, uh, Stan, uh, not Stan Lee, but, uh, Oliver Hardy from Laurel and Hardy. And also Criswell, if you are familiar with Ed Wood's uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. So, he's a psychic. So, uh, does his grave site just stay towards George, or does it have his... I'll have to check, but uh, it's been a while. I'm a cemetery lurker, so I know this stuff. Uh, so, as Mr. Wonderful's making his entrance... One of the announcers howled. Oh, it was Mongo. Everyone, we all agree it was Mongo, right? I think so, yeah. And 
Bobby Heenan said, it's feeding time for Mongo. Yeah, which would indicate it was probably Mongo. And Mongo asked, do you have any food over there? And then Pepe was missing. Mongo's dog was missing after... Making the statement, do you have any food over there? It's yes. true, we did not see Pepe again in this episode. Which is fine, because, as I said, looking at Mongo's balls, probably. So, Mr. Wonderful's opponent was Mark Mero in lights, black face, Dustin. Yes, uh, gray face, gray face. Okay, light black face. Dustin of black face. Yeah. Uh, during this match, Mongo said, This is more action than a rooster sees in a hen house. Which is arguable, because I imagine a rooster sees a lot more action. But, I mean, it was a good, it was an okay match. Um, trying to be bad showed that he was a really good wrestler at the pay per view. Um, his opponent this time around not as good per se, but still it had its moments. Yeah, it was okay. Nothing much going on. Nothing spectacular, but uh, I the think. Thing was... Oh no! I just think that uh, it goes to show that Johnny B. Bad is unnecessarily placed so low on the card. But you said that the strategy being you want to make some of the early matches not suck and put the suck in the middle. So. I guess he's good where he is, but he he could be doing main event stuff. He's a it great is, wrestler at the time. It's funny because I don't remember Mark Mero being anything like special. I don't remember him being very good. But no, but but in in WCW, yeah. Johnny yeah, Bad, pretty decent. Yeah, he was younger. I don't know. He might have had some injuries And in comparison to some of the the top Carters at WCW, I mean, he could definitely fit right in. So. Uh, but yeah, the, the general thought is you want the opening match to be a very good, exciting match to get the crowd pumping through the show yeah. right away. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Wonderful won this match. Which is Sitting on Marrow's head. Marrow counted two and then said, Ring the bell. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Wonderful, uh, I, I imagine this was towards the end of his career, or did he have a much of a career after this? Yeah, this was towards the end. I believe he became, if not the head trainer, one of the head trainers mm-hmm. at the WCW Power Plant. Uh, next up, we got a segment showing Macho Man working out on the beach, apparently on the set of Baywatch. And all of a sudden, the Taskmaster attacks him out of nowhere. Hogan! I'm attacking you! But you're not Hogan. Yeah, you're like, Savage. He looks like an elf beating up Sam's. Come on! What's the you? Five more, big boy! Come on! Macho Madness! Come on, Jim Five more, huh? Come on! Let's see you do five more! Yeah, he it was like a like an early before middle age Santa. Yeah, before middle age Santa. Uh, Santa who's died and is out for the summer. Yeah, and he's ripped in the off season. Eats less than him, and the elf came to beat him up. Hogan. The dungeon of doom. And of course, Ric Flair comes in and makes a save on the beach. Wearing his full wrestling attire. I imagine Ric Flair at this time period was probably bringing his gear with him anywhere he went. I just assume this. I assume if we were to find Ric Flair right now, on his person, he would have his wrestling gear. And he's like 71 or 72 at this point. Yeah. I believe it. You're saying you think he still carries all his wrestling gear with him? Absolutely. When he goes to the beach. When he goes to the beach, when he goes shopping, when when he goes and gets... Yeah, when he gets his colonoscopy, got his knee pads on, he's ready to fight. He's just that kind of guy. He's a man's man. You had mentioned, Clean Gene, that this is probably um, a setup for... They're trying to establish that he's a face now. 
that he was coming in to do the save, even though just a second later they cut to uh, uh, Savage saying, I didn't need his help, brother. Wait, oh, that was Hogan's voice. I didn't need his help, brother. I, I mean, they both sound very much alike. I don't I, I can't, yeah. So, yeah. I need to eat a Slim Jim to get that voice back. Yeah, I think this was the start of a turning flare face. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, next up, we cut back to the arena, and we got Mean Gene in the ring, and he calls out the Macho Man. Oh, this is where this is where that thing happens that I just said it happens. Okay. Yeah, Macho Man says, thanks, but no thanks to Flair for his help. Says he will destroy the Taskmaster himself. He doesn't know where Hogan is, but the strong survive, and nobody's stronger than Hogan. He predicts that the Dungeon of Doom will have three new members, including Lex Luger, Steen, and Jimmy Hart. And he has no basis whatsoever to say Sting or, or Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart. But supposedly he was saying that Lex Luger had, uh, had cheap shot him. Cheap shot at him during that War Games match. We uh, had, saw that. Yeah, we yeah. watched that match. It did not show up. Announcers didn't mention it. They all seemed to be celebrating at the end, like no hard feelings. Everything was great. We won. They won the match. They won the match. Yeah. So we have no fuck idea what what. Uh, Savage was saying. Maybe the Jimmy Hart thing came from, I mean, it's not like, not, not necessarily the evidence of it, but it's not like a terrible guess, because it seemed like he represented half the roster anyway. Weren't they all, sort of all mostly faces, though? Well, he came out with yes. the Renegade. Renegade was a face. Yeah. Renegade was kind of a nothing. Yes, he was kind of a nothing. He was an Ultimate Warrior ripoff. Yeah. yeah. Looked like a cousin. So this is the second time Savage has accused Jimmy Hart. Yes, and uh, I think at this moment, uh, Luger comes out, right? Yep, yeah. Luger comes out and says he's tired of playing with kids and he wants to play with the big boys. And I'm sick and tired of playing with kids. I'm here to take on the big boys. I don't want to play with... I don't... Oh, so his, like, his, his delivery of... His delivery is kind of flat. It's just kind of yelling. He, yeah. He, Strangely polite, like, very long-winded to say something. I have something. something I want to say to you, Macho Man, and it is that I'm tired of playing with children. I want to play with big boys. And do you confirm or deny that you also want to be champion too, as I do also would be if I could? Could it be that just maybe you deny or confirm that you also? I'm straight up with it. Do you also want to be the WCW World Heavyweight Champion? Doesn't that also qualify you for having a personal agenda? Yeah. Macho Man says, yeah. Macho Man says there's no bigger boy than him. And he also, you got a point. Ooh, you got a point, brother. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for your time, Macho Man. Luger says he's straight up. He wants to be the champion. Don't you want to be the champion too, Macho Man? Are you mad enough to admit that? That you got a very good point right there. I do have aspirations about being the world champion. Confirm or deny it. Ooh, you got a good point there. You got a real good point. I'll give it to you. I will, con man can I will concede the point. The champion, I will concede the point that I too want to be the champion. That was retarded. Can I say retarded? Yes. It was, uh. <laughs> we can call it, we can 
He lugered it. He really lugered that one. He always starts off saying a couple words and just stops. Yeah. And then the other person involved has to step in and help him out. Go on. What the hell are you yeah. gonna say? You know, Macho Man, I think I know what the problem is here. It's called a severe lack of respect. Really? That's exactly right. It always comes off as like this really uh, bizarre like conversation between them instead of trying to like cut an actual promo. Yeah, it's like a weird ventriloquism so, act. It's like Lex Luger comes out and has a polite conversation with you, just yelling. Anyone who would dare slap the total package on national TV obviously lacks any common sense or concern for their health or well-being. Yeah, a full intensity, polite discussion. Yeah. Between friends. And colleagues. And colleagues. colleagues. I respect you. Next up, we get a clip again of the giant running over Hulk motorcycle. This is the full extended version we did not see in the pay-per-view. What are you doing? <laughs> Okay, so they're all wearing like mom G's and they're like 90s country like housewives and it's just weird. But whatever. But you thought they were hot. Well, you know, I have a type. Woohoo! Is that where they hang out? Because I've been going to uh, Cat Country. Simply the Black Hills favorite country. Cat Country 98.7. Uh, I don't know. It says radio station. Whatever. Uh, next up, we got a clip from the pay per view, actually, of the giant attacking Hogan. They actually showed full video and audio from the pay per view the next night on Nitro. They do show Hogan dying. Literally dying. Next up was our main event for the show. We got Brian Coleman against Ric Flair. Good match overall. Uh, yeah. Am I wrong? I don't remember. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, oh, they have chops. Yes, uh, yeah. Flair was known for his chops, and uh, wrestling yeah. chops. Yeah, those things. Those things hurt. Um, I don't know if you guys wrestled. It's, it's... We have not wrestled like you, Lobo. Okay, well, they, yeah. they hurt. They hurt. And if you do them significantly enough, they stop hurting as much. And because you get numb. But, uh, yeah, the first couple, oh, yeah. those knife-edge chops, they, they, they fucking suck. So, uh, you ever had the ref on the ropes Flying Ryan, uh, Flying Brian. Flying Brian. Yeah, Flying Brian Coleman. And just kind of seemed like Coleman didn't get a whole lot of offense in this match, and Flair just beat him clean. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of anticlimactic for Coleman's first big match as a heel. Flair gets a figure four on Coleman, and Coleman taps out. Yep. And then Flair starts calling out Arn Anderson. 
Oh, says, yeah. Next Monday, Arn Anderson will get his ass kicked by the Nature Boy. Woo! Woo! And he, like, runs out of the ring, and the announcer's like, tonight, he's gonna get his ass kicked, because they weren't paying attention. Oh, to, to saying that... What was just happening there to Ric Flair saying it'll be next week. Yeah, well... Then they set up next week's show, saying they were gonna have... The debut of Disco Inferno against Alex Wright. Disco Inferno! Macho Man was going to take on the Taskmaster, and Luger would take on me. <laughs> and Pepe was not there at the end of the show. No, no Pepe. So, uh, was this better than the previous Nitros that we had seen? I think there was improvement on this show just as far as everything was making sense and they were recapping things. Pyro's still weak during the, sh- the opening? Uh, they were a little better. A little better, but not nearly what they will be eventually. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's Spoilers! Not, let's not. This isn't a newscast. Oh, whoa. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, the main event was pretty good with Flair and Pillman and everything else. As far as the matches were just kind of forgettable. Yeah. We got new tag team champions. Right away. Uh, okay. And we also saw Raw from that same week. September 18th. September 18th. We Don't already forget. we already mentioned it. September 18th. Never forget. Hey guys, remember that match of two years ago? Between the 1-2-3 kid and Razor Ramon? Oh yeah, this is where we discuss, discussed that uh, Raw does a way better job of providing context the to their matches. WWF wants you to remember that match, so they show you some of it. Yeah. Give context to this feud. This feud, which was two years in the making. It all starts off going right into the match between the kid and Ramon. Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. One, two, three, kid. Ramon. That's the kid. Yeah, not the yeah, kid. One, two, three. And the, the, the kid and Ramon. The kid. Only Gene. The kid. Kid. One, two, three, kid. And Ramon. Six. Yeah, six block. One, six. one night. Six. One night. Six. six. No. What? We're not calling it six. Six. One night in X-Pac? Six. Six. Clean his best years as six. I have no idea what you're talking about. We're his best years tag teaming with Kane. So we got one, two, three kid against Razor Ramon. Ramon? Take take a kid again. Another take from you. That's one, two, three kid versus Razor Ramon. You gotta roll that R. You gotta roll that R up into a small package. Uh, so this is a good match back and forth. Eventually the ref gets knocked out and Dean Douglas comes down and interferes with a splash off the top rope. In his jeans, no less. In his jeans. Uh, one, two, three kid was knocked out of the ring at this time, so he did not see the interference. Mm-hmm. But he came back in the ring and got the pin. And then Dean Douglas backstage? It was almost immediately, right? Yeah, he did the report card, which was clearly taped previously, but he came in all puffing and puffing. Trying to look like he had just gotten got there thing. from the ring. Mm-hmm. And he uh, gives them a uh, D. He gives the one, two, three kid a D for being dumb because he thinks he won the match without his help. And somebody he gave an A. Razor Ramon, he gave an E. Oh, E. For elevating the match. Oh, no, 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 no. Elevating himself, elevating, to, right. Dean's, elevating himself. to Dean's level. Right. Attempting to. And then he gave an A to himself. Yep. For excellence, and then he, he punctuates that with an exclamation point. And uh, he gives it, the upcoming In Your House pay-per-view an end for no-brainer. No-brainer, guys. It's going to be a no-brainer that it'll be awesome with Dean 
And coincidentally, this spells out his name. Like, What's his name, Lolo? Uh, Dine? Dine. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He's like Cain, but with a D instead. Whatever. It's cool. Sure. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it was, it was interesting how that worked out to actually spell his name. I'm sure he didn't anticipate that oh, happening. I'm sure, yeah. Guys, don't forget the most important thing about this match, which was the creepy guys in the crowd again. Oh, creepy guy! Creepy guys still in the crowd. So we're in we're we're uh, thinking or speculating that this match was filmed the same night as the previous show, perhaps. This whole entire episode was filmed the same night. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it. Next up, we got the Godfather and Tatanka versus Hardcore Holly whoa, and Savio Vega. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, Dean Dean gets interrupted, doesn't he? Uh, it's clearly Kama. Oh. Okay. Kama and Tatanka versus Hardcore Holly and Savio Vega. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Eugene, could you please get your facts straight? It's Bob Holly. It's Hardcore Paul Holly. Yeah, he's a race car driver. I don't know who Hardcore Holly is. Okay, okay, okay. So let's start one more time. We've got Kama and Tatanka versus Spark Plug and Bob Holly. And Savio Vega. Okay, now those are all these that are Yeah, no, that, that makes more sense than... Uh, so the whole story of this match was that Bob Holly was a hothead so the heels could easily provoke him uh, to get into the ring and distract the ref, which would allow them to double-team Savio Vega. There were toys made of Savio Vega. This blows my mind. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Not good. There were also toys made of Pittman, but that's uh, WCW. Didn't I text you those? Uh, so yeah, eventually, uh, Savio Vega tags Holly. He comes in, starts making the comeback, but the Godfather catches Holly coming off the top rope and uh, Holly for the pin. Kama does, and yes, he does. We're just going to keep bullshitting you until you get that right. Kama. Kama, 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 Kameleon. Also, the Million Dollar Man was in Kama and Tatanka's corner. Because they're in his group. Sure. And Why not? It seems like a very odd pairing yeah. for all three of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. None of them seem to fit together. No. Uh, it's just like we got some mid mid card heels yeah. that, and we're gonna throw we them. Need, we need them yeah. we need them we need to give them something. Put them with the million dollar man, why not? Yeah. Next up we got a backstage promo with Razor Ramon. 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 He sets up his match with Dean Douglas at In Your House. Razor says he's gonna carve Dean up. I'm going to carve him up. And then we pick to the camera. Classic. Classic razor. Then we got Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Uh-huh. The French pirate. French Canadian pirate. Versus Brian Cyclops. Walsh. Cyclops pirate. And we've got Bret Hart on the phone from the set of Lonesome Dove. During the middle of the squash yeah, match. during the match. Well, it's a squash match and it doesn't really matter because it's not a feud. It's a feud with Bret Hart and the Pirate. Yeah, so they're just squash match, yeah. give an opportunity to plug the idea that these two are going to be fighting soon. Whatever. I mean, Bret Hart wasn't there because he was on the set of Lonesome Dove. So yeah. Guys, uh, he's on Lonesome Dove. Was that important at the time, Clean Jane? Uh, I believe it was a big deal uh, for Bret Hart. He was trying to get into acting, and so WF was trying to promote this as a big thing, but I think it was just some cameo cable TV movie. Um, uh, the match was okay. It was a squash match. You Pirate know, wins. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Swanton. Yeah. So he holds up a pirate flag with his picture on it. Yeah, he is definitely, quite definitely a pirate, which is ridiculous, but whatever. 
We're Brad going Hart. So the pirate is going down. Gonna make him walk the plank. He stole his jacket that his mother made for him. And he's gonna walk the plank over this. Yeah, and it is a really goofy gimmick. He steals things. That's like his thing. Who's a pirate? And yeah. Bret Hart even made fun of that. He said, "I didn't know pirates were a thing that so existed." I didn't realize that they were just kleptomaniacs that they couldn't help themselves. Low blow or something. Like that they well, okay, burn first of all. <laughs> Second of all, uh, it's a serious medical condition, guys. That's why we don't do it. Okay, good. You do kind of occur. And next up, we got the main event already. We got Men on a Mission, which is King Mabel and Moe versus Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Of note here, Mabel was carried out by four unfortunate gentlemen. <laughs> Jobbers, yes. Thrown. We're grimacing the entire time. Mabel is a very large man. Yes, he is, and I uh, like him, so I understand you guys don't. Yes, he's not athletic. This match was a clusterfuck because it had two immovable objects, and uh, they they sold that throughout the match. The idea that uh, the two big fat guys wrestling. And every time they encountered each other, nothing. Happened. No, yeah, they slapped each they other. Can't do anything. They slap each other. Yoko, Yokozuna, I think, took a couple bumps. Yeah. But generally speaking, yeah, there were two just really huge guys, and that uh, the match was mostly carried by. Mo and Owen Hart. Mostly just, 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 by Owen Hart. Just Owen Hart. Well, yeah, I mean, Mo's not. He's not as big as no uh, either of those. But he's not great. Guys, yeah. But he's, he's still like very yeah, not in shape, man. Well, it's not necessarily about and him being in shape. It's just he's he not that great of a wrestler. Over Owen Hart once and he barely did. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not. He's not a very athletic wrestler, of course. Right. Of course. And he had a giant warrior jumping on his ass. Yeah, he is uh, a Same warrior. Same colors and everything. Same colors and everything. Big Wario fan. I was Wario. But, uh, yeah. So, Owen Hart carried the match. Yeah. I just felt bad for Owen Hart watching this match. Yeah. Owen Hart's great. Well, I mean, like we discussed, I think, previously, tag teams. Uh, the philosophy behind some tag teams are to showcase more wrestlers in, in a limited amount of time. And also, in my sort of perspective is... You pair wrestlers who are not necessarily as good single wrestlers, and then you compensate for them in other ways with their partner. So, uh, I mean, I guess. Um, I think. Are you thinking they paired Yokozuna and Owen Hart as a way to keep Yokozuna on TV but not have him do much? Well, Clean Jeans suggested that that might be the case, right? Yeah, that might have been what they were going for. Is they, you know, Yokozuna was a big name, but at this point he was even getting bigger than yeah. he was previously. Uh, literally, just, not figuratively. Yeah. yeah, and he just couldn't do much. So putting him in a tag team with someone who was very good and athletic, uh, kind of give him some face time. Yeah, allows him to do these matches where he doesn't have to do anything, but he's still on TV, still a drawing card. And this is towards the end of his career too, so. He's got a little bit of left life left in him, but uh, oh, you're laughing because he dies. Yes, he dies. Uh, Spoilers, like he dies. More, more about how you say. He's got a little bit of life left in him. He does. Uh, so, Jim Cornette distracted the ref, which led to Owen Hart holding Mo down and Yokozuna hitting a leg drop for the pin. When it comes to tag team matches, I'm 
very, very, very forgiving because I had to do a lot of them. And, uh, so, uh, okay for a tag match, but generally speaking, for an average match, not that exciting. Uh, so after the match, we cut to the back with Shawn Michaels and Diesel. They say this Sunday they will be the tag team champions. And Jerry Lawler says they're two dudes with attitudes, but they're two dudes that could lose. Yeah, uh, Jerry the King Lawler here, the great insight into the ring stuff that is wrestling. And they said next week on Raw, after the pay-per-view, we would have the British Bulldog against the Undertaker. See the Undertaker, right? Yeah, uh, yes, it is. Yeah, since Niger's third, yeah, and uh, both of us have huge boners for that. Yeah, the height meters off the chart. Oh, yeah, Electro and I have big boners over that. Yeah. Clean Gene here doesn't have much of a boner for anything. That's true, I just hate everything. Yeah. Alright, so <laughs> what did we think overall of Raw? Uh, still better than Nitro, but um, I mean, was it? I tended to think so. Um, uh, I don't know. Looking back at these, uh, yeah, like the, Nitro had the, the main event on Nitro was better than anything on this draw. Uh, so this draw had bad main event. Best thing was we got a lot of hard wrestle. They had the pirate squash match, which wasn't good. What do you mean it wasn't good? Match, it was a squash match. Yeah, the, the Razor Ramon match was fine, but yeah, it was an interference. Yeah. <sighs> So compare that to we had Flair Pillman, which was good. Yeah, Pillman was good. Trying to be bad and Mr. Wonderful, which was fun. Okay. Decent. Yeah. But it's actually really cool seeing Johnny be bad wrestle because he's pretty good. You mean pretty bad? With two Ds. Yes. And then the tag match wasn't great, but I think it was still a little better than this one. Well, yeah. I mean, we we can see the main event for Raw was not good at all, I guess. Um, well, I mean, the Nitro tag match was better, yes, better yeah. 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 But the Raw one was the main event. And I would actually say Nitro was the better show this week. Uh, I'm kind of torn. You're kind of rip-torn? You're yeah. kind of drunk at a bank? Yes. After hours? Uh, Thinking it's your house? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No. But I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Dig on the strength of the main event and a lot of the other matches being like maybe not great but a little better than the ones in the room. Uh, I think I agree with you. Alright, so Nitro wins this week. Did that ha- Was that how the show ended though? What, yeah. Raw? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it ended with the Diesel on HBK. Next week, oh. British I'm confusing it with next week. Okay. So, uh, let's, uh, so, what's our overall score now? We got uh, one for Raw, one for Nitro? I think so. Yeah, because we're going to be it for this week. Stay cool, guys. Stay cool. Stay cool. Oh. Guys. We'll guys. be back next week with a special pay per view edition reviewing In Your House. In your house in September Clean Jeans apartment. Yes.